Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on this Easter morn. Speaking about the kings, all good things must come to an end. And so it was with the kings of Judah. No kingdom lasts forever. And Judah had plenty of bad kings. But the one thing the good kings and the bad kings all had in common was death. From David to Zedekiah, from first to the last, good to bad, king to commoner, everybody meets death. Today we read about after the kings. We read about that in the exile, in the exile at the hand of the Babylonians. We hear the prophet Ezekiel as he prophesies and sees a vast valley of dry bones. And those dry bones symbolize the death of the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. It was a complete destruction. A whole house burnt down. Nothing left but, but bones. And they were very dry. Judah had abandoned the Lord. And they had done it time and time again. And God had visited punishment upon them time and time again. Judah had refused to hear the prophets as they come. Some of them they stoned. Some of them they threw into pits. Others they just mistreated. Now, Judah herself has no voice left with which to call upon the name of the Lord. The end had really come. The end of the kings, the end of the temple, the end of Israel itself. So what did the future hold for the people of God in his relationship with them, nothing was left but exile. A city laid waste and nothing really to go back to. What could possibly redeem such a situation? You see, life is not found in bones. Life is not found in dry bones. Only direct action of the Creator can bring about new life amid such death and chaos. The life-giving Spirit of God must be breathed into them. As the Word of God proclaims, prophesy, O Son of Man. Prophesy that these bones might live. The prophet Ezekiel speaks of a renewal of a kingdom. And the people of Judah did eventually return unto Judah. They rebuilt in the shadow of that great city. They reconstituted the walls as best they could. They built a new temple, but it was nothing compared to the temple that they'd had before. For this was a temple built for a city, not for a great nation, certainly not for the world. Many thought this return was a fulfillment of Ezekiel's prophecy, but that nation was never the same. Constantly overrun by empires vying for global dominance, eventually the greatest empire of the world would conquer them and hold sway for almost a thousand years. Some might even argue that the Romans still control it. Western civilization has taken over that side of the world. They had some kings that would rule Jerusalem. Men like Herod, a Roman puppet at best, hardly Jewish at all. Certainly, certainly not of the house of David. Certainly not a man after God's own heart. So when the son of David did finally come, turns out he was rejected by his own people. 
handed over to that same empire to be, to be killed. When he says it was finished, he gave up his spirit and he breathed his last. But the son of David, who said, I am the resurrection and the life, would not see corruption. The bones of Jesus were never broken. They were never dried up. He burst forth from the tomb and brought light and life to immortality. The word of God made flesh, tasted death, and then he conquered that same death, and he did that conquering for you and for me. The dry, lifeless bones of Israel are knit together in, with, and under the body of Jesus Christ. By the power of the word of God, by the spirit of the living God do we live. The prophecy of Ezekiel would not be fulfilled until the son of David comes and reigns and unites his people into one flock, one people. The son of David gives life to us without end. No earthly thing lasts forever. But the kingdom of Jesus is not of this world. He told Pilate just as much. And the life that we now have, we live not in the flesh, but we live in the spirit because flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. And our bodies are destined for resurrected glory. We will live forever in the sanctuary of God. This is God's promise unto you. And that work, that work had been finished on Good Friday. That work of salvation had been finished on Good Friday. And then God goes one step farther than what he needs to, and he gives us Easter morning. He gives us the proof that God can do that which he has promised to do. He is going to raise us from the grave and give new life unto our spirits and souls and raise our bodies, and he raises Jesus Christ as the down payment on that promise. That because he lives, we too will live. This is Jesus' promise unto you. O people of God, O mighty nation, the best thing about this world is the fact that it is fleeting. The best thing about this world is that it is passing away. Not so for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of David reigns forever. Jesus gives us, uh, he gives us that gift that will never wear out because it's based upon his word, and his word can never be broken. In the name of our Lord God, amen.